one shot, one life. Helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. Welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad. Doug Fitzgerald on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. Uh, we also want to welcome those of you who are joining us on Facebook Live's broadcast. On our Facebook page at 1400 KLIN, I highly recommend that you go ahead and like and follow us there, too, so you can always uh, stay, in, uh, stay abreast of everything that we're doing. Uh, both here at KLIN at One Shot One Life as well. I want to thank our listeners for such a great show of support and encouragement since kicking off the show. Uh, the mail, texts, emails, and social media messages have been so encouraging, so we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, the first two shows were averaging around a thousand views per week on our social media platforms, which just you know, tells me that uh, we're doing doing something right here. We've got great guests with great tips helping us be successful in our lives. So go to OneShotOneLife.com if you want to know where all those social media links are, and you can get connected to us there. Also, if you want to send us a message, you can send me an email at Doug at KLIN.com, Doug at KLIN.com, and uh, you can share with us anything you want. So that's a great way to communicate. Um, all right. Well, do you or someone you know worry so much that it's causing anxiety and possibly depression in your life. If so, then you're going to want to uh, stick to today's show. You're going to gain so much information. I am super excited for our guest that's going to be here. We've been talking already, and there's going to be so much great information and tips that are shared to help us. And little did we know that when we were prepping for this show last week, that really mental health would be thrust into the news and all over social media regarding uh, especially Olympic gymnast Simone Biles and her dropping out of the Olympic competition. And that really just thrust all of this into into light. And so today's show is going to be extremely vital and helpful to all of us uh, as we learn to navigate through just everything that's going on in our lives um, that, uh, you know, we struggle with at times uh, and uh, even with our kids and those that we love around us as well. I've invited licensed independent mental health counselor Karina Mayer to join us in the studio in just a few minutes. And Karina is going to share with us how to identify anxiety and depression issues, along with giving us some life changing tips on how to effectively and successfully deal with them as well. And one of her passions and areas of expertise is in the area of helping children, youth, and families as well. Uh, so uh, since that is the case, we're going to have her, and we have her here in the studio, uh, we'll be discussing key ways to connect with our kids and help them navigate through the stressors of life. Now, um, I want you to mark your calendars and or set your phone reminder to tune into next week's show. Next Saturday, we'll be joined by Adrian Almeida. Adrian is a senior at the University of Nebraska Kearney. He has uh, literally a made-for-life movie story of his life. Uh, him and his mom fled Cuba when he was 15 years old. Uh, it took him 22 days through nine different countries before getting to the U.S. That included, you know, on foot, bike, motorcycle, boat, uh, everything that you can think of. Uh, recently, he just received his U.S. citizenship, um, but he's bringing an, uh, an awareness to what is actually going on in Cuba. If you've been listening to the news, there have been a lot of riots there and also in Florida and around the country and around the world. So he kind of gives us that behind-the-scenes look of what it really is like to live in a communist country. Plus, 
He's just fun to talk to. So uh, make sure you tune in next week. I want to thank my producer, uh, the man who's taking care of everything behind the scenes, Josh Floyd. Josh, thank you so much. Of course. Check. <laughs> there we go. Are you on? I am. All right. So. Uh, running this show? <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, for being here and for doing all the work that you do and setting everything up. We really appreciate it. And we also have a couple other people behind the scenes as well, taking care of all of our social media live with Facebook Live producing. Uh, our digital um, director here at uh, Broadcast Health, uh, Kenny Larrabee, is here, and also John Howell, or as we like to call him, Johnny Cadillac. So Johnny's going to be taking over the ship for social media and our Facebook Lives uh, in the future. Well, for opening up today in our first segment, I'd like to talk about priorities and why it's so important that we take the time to identify the vital priorities that we need to pursue. Here's the deal. Life is difficult at times, and sometimes you may feel stuck and like things are never going to change. Let me ask you these questions. Do you ever feel lost in life, like things are just out of control? Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. Well, I've been there, and when you find yourself feeling like this, I found that usually it's because... Our priorities are out of whack in some way, and it's time to what I like to call recalibrate. Or you may feel like your you know, life is clicking on all eight cylinders and everything's going really great. You may also be experiencing great success. And it's during these times as well that I think it's almost more important and vital that you continue to make sure that you intently focus on your priorities, the things that matter. No matter where you find yourself, I believe that all of, uh, with all my being, that it is vital to regularly identify the priorities that you need to pursue and then take action to achieve them. And here's the reason why. Your life impacts those around you. Whether you realize it or not, uh, the actions you take or don't take has the ability to affect the lives of those around you in a positive or negative way. Identifying vital life priorities and pursuing them is a powerful way not only to succeed at life, but to also positively impact those that you love. Now, let me share with you a time in my life where I was at the height of my business career. And a lot of great things were happening, but I had lost sight of some of the priorities in my life that really got things way out of whack. And if you live in Lincoln, you're going to understand the story. You can have a more visual. But uh, it was over 10 years ago. It was a beautiful night here in Lincoln. It was one of those nights where you could actually go outside and see the stars. And um, even though it was beautiful on the outside, if you looked into our home that night, it was one of the most unbeautiful, ugly scenes. Because my wife and I at that point had had the worst fight of our 20-year marriage. And it was one of those fights where you're just so frustrated at each other. It's like 2 a.m., right? You're so frustrated at each other and your, your, you know, eye rolls and sighs and everything was just getting out of control. And we had a couple of kids at the time, right? At home, young. And we didn't want to wake them up. So you're like yelling at each other under the breath and like every other word, you know, it's coming out loud, but then you try to hush it down. Anyway, we were so frustrated with each other. I had to just take a walk to cool off. So I, stormed out of the house and I started walking on our sidewalk. And if you walk on the sidewalk, we lived behind Seacrest football field, um, behind Lincoln East high school. So if you get on the high, uh, on the sidewalk and you start walking, it's literally a two mile square walk around that area. So I was stomping off and, uh, you know, if you'd probably see me in the middle of the night, you're like, man, Doug's lost it. Like he's gone crazy. So I got to a place where I thought I could just kind of let it all out. Um, Seacrest football field was on my right. And there was a uh, parking lot on my left there. And so I just screamed. I just yelled at God, God, why are you doing this to me? And it literally was like he put me at the 50-yard line of the football field. And it was like the thump, 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 thump of the stadium lights came on. And seriously, to me, it was like God speaking through the loudspeaker saying, 
of the football field saying, Doug, I didn't do this to you. You're doing this to you. And it was that moment that I realized that I was the one who had gotten my, all my priorities way out of whack. I was having great success with my business, but I was not um, nurturing the needs of my wife and my family at the time. And so I literally ran home that night. And um, Tammy and I started talking, and um, we really started working on our marriage again. Now, we had a great marriage you know, leading up to that point. And here's the interesting thing, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but being a guy and being a pastor for 13 years, you know, I thought, we can handle this, right? I can take care of this. I can take care of our relationship. But I had a good friend and my wife saying, no, we need counseling. And so we decided at that point to seek out counseling. It was one of the best decisions we ever made. I mean, it, not only did it heal our marriage, but it helped us. Uh, literally, we have, we're the happiest we've ever been. But I can all lead it back to the times that we spent with our counselors, giving the tools, giving us tools and resources to really build and develop a healthy relationship, which is also carried over into our kids and our family and those around us. So I am a huge proponent of counseling, and that's why I think today's show is so important. If you want to read more about that story, you can get my book, One Shot, One Life. I open up the book with that story because I think it's important to be transparent and let people know that life is difficult at times. You see, um, this was a key moment in my life where I needed to step back and reevaluate my priorities and begin pursuing them. And my focus on my business was leading to great success, but my lack of focus on my relationship with my, wa- my wife was destroying it. And it took this low point in my life to help get me back on track with my priorities. So here's the thing. At the end of the show, we're going to dig into how, help, how to help you identify the key top priorities that you should begin pursuing in your life to help you stop worrying and start winning and ultimately impact those that you love and care about. I'm going to give you key questions to ask yourself that will help you figure all of that out and what you can start working on. Well, it's uh, 1116, and we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to uh, welcome Karina Mayer to the show. Karina is a licensed independent mental health counselor, and she'll be sharing with us life-changing tips to effectively deal with anxiety and depression. And she'll be sharing with us tips as well for both adults and our kiddos. Now, if you have someone right now who you know of, who you think needs to hear this message, get out there and have them tune in. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on 1400 and 99.3 KLIN. You only have one shot in this amazing one life, helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Back to the show. It is 1119. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Hey, why don't you download the KLIN app? It's a great opportunity to get it on your mobile device. Take us wherever you go. Here's the other cool thing. If you find our information valuable, uh, we have a podcast area on the app and on our website where you can go there, uh, find One Shot, One Life, click there, and then you can find the podcast or a rerun of the show and then share that with uh, people um, that you think can and want to hear the message. Also, you can share it on social media. We'd appreciate that as well. You can go to klin.com to learn more about that. And if you want to join the conversation, you can call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400. And if we choose you to be on the show, we'll give you an autographed copy of my book, One Shot, One Life. Well, last week we talked about the impact about worry and what it has on our overall health. You know, worrying can lead to 
detrimental issues that we learned about, including anxiety and depression. So I've invited licensed independent mental health counselor, Karina Mayer, to join us today and share with us how to identify anxiety and depression issues, along with giving us some life-changing tips on how to effectively and successfully deal with them. So Karina, welcome to One Shot, One Life. Thanks for having me. Ah, uh, this is so great to have you here. Uh, why don't you start by sharing out, you know, sharing a little bit about yourself and then ultimately how you came into your passion of really counseling. Okay, that was by accident entirely. <laughs> um, I had a successful career in a completely unrelated profession and um, found out that I was pregnant with my son and thought, you know, all of my nieces and nephews had been born before mine, and I had, you know, taken a hand and part in raising them and figured, like, I got this parent thing licked, and my son said, no, you don't. <laughs> um, learned that I felt very quickly like I was not um, giving him what he needed, and I wasn't understanding his needs. So started taking parenting classes and fell in love with them, and um, therefore my passion for working with kids was, um, even more ignited. I grew up wanting to be a teacher and working with kids in like, you know, elementary school age and started taking attachment parenting classes to try to learn more about my son and fell in love with it. And it just really spawned into this career of, of mental health therapy and realizing that there's a lot of unanswered questions out there for parents like mm -hmm. myself that didn't understand and didn't know where to go for the answers. And right. so I just dedicated not only my life to making sure that my kids have their needs met, but also that other parents didn't feel that panic of what do I do when I'm failing and I don't know where to go. Right. And this literally is a passion of yours. Like we were talking last week as yeah. we were prepping for the show that like, this is like, I mean, some people may say this is your work, but to you, it's like your passion, your hobby. It's, you know, what you spend time on when you have free time. Yeah, my free time is my kids and learning about the brain and my free time is my kids and my family and and really going out there and, and preaching this this lovely attachment parenting style because we get so stuck in the roles of do as I say, not as I do right. or do as I say with the iron fist sort of a thing. And we think, well, if I don't rule that way, then I'm just being permissive and mm -hmm. the opposite of telling your kids what to do is not to be permissive, but to actually attach to mm -hmm. them. That's going to be good. That's, that's why I'm so excited that you're on the show today and you're here to be able to share us practice. Here's the thing. Uh, Karina is going to share practical, real, relevant advice, not doctor speak. No, nope. she, she, she gets to the point and that's why it's so helpful. In the last, uh, in the show last week, I shared stats from a study that came out in October of 2020 and it found that over 40 million people in the U.S. are struggling right now with anxiety and anxiety, uh, depression disorders and anxiety disorders as well. Being in the mental health uh, field, are you seeing a growing number of people, both young and old, who are struggling with anxiety? Exponentially, not just with people that are coming in saying, I've never experienced this before, what's happening to me, but also people that have been in therapy 10, 15 years ago, thought that their issues had been resolved, and here they are back saying, I just backslid. I don't understand. Mm. Uh, so, you know, with the with the pandemic happening the last year and a half, has that had uh, the impact that you're seeing now? Absolutely. We're we're at such a shortage of therapists to client needs right now. Our ratios are so skewed. We don't have enough therapists to meet the needs. We didn't have that ratio figured out before the pandemic and the mm. pandemic has definitely not helped that so do you do you just do in person or 
I know telehealth has become really you know popular over the last year and a half. How does that work? So I, I have actually not been able to stop doing in-person this entire time because some insurance companies don't recognize the value of telehealth, um, and therefore they won't pay for it. Um, so I've not stopped seeing some of my clients via telehealth despite the pandemic. And then telehealth, like you said, has been um, something that has been brought in more to the forefront. I've been doing telehealth for seven years or so. And so long before the pandemic, this was a thing. And now it's just been more recognized as a much needed resource, Mm -hmm. especially because we live in Nebraska. Not everybody lives in Lincoln and Omaha. So we have very rural communities that need to get resources that otherwise wouldn't have them without that virtual capability. All right, let's dig into the issue of anxiety. What are some of the symptoms? You've, I mean, you've given me a great outline uh, and you've given me some great information to be able to go off of, but what are some of the symptoms of anxiety so that we can identify it both in ourselves and those we love around us? So the big thing to make sure you're aware of is that anxiety looks can look very different between children and adults. A lot of children these days, especially when they get into the uh, academic area, that, oh, this kid has ADHD, this kid. And a lot of times it can actually be anxiety because the inability to sit still, the inability to focus and concentrate or task avoidance, those are all common ADHD symptoms, but they're also anxiety symptoms. Hmm. And so you want to make sure that you're having licensed providers, whether it be a, a doctor or a therapist that is going to be able to help identify within context what's actually going on with the child because we don't want to medicate ADHD if it's anxiety. Right. Right. And also then what for for adults? What are some So a lot of times adults ends up what you see with them is it's going to be the like ruminating or the 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 non-stop just going through this grocery list in your mind of I need to get all of this done. I did this wrong, I did that wrong. It keeps us up at night. You can have heartburn, indigestion, digestive issues, sweating, nausea, diarrhea, trembling, twitching. So it's not just somebody that can't sit still. It comes across in a lot of different areas. And you can have things like tension, headaches, accelerated heart rate, all sorts of physical symptoms, not just the thoughts. Right. And so then what is the link or is there a link between anxiety and depression? (laughs) I tend in my practice to talk about anxiety and depression kind of like unfortunate best friends. When we have anxiety, we don't think about all of the things that we did right, and we don't think about all of the things that went well. What do we typically think about? What I did wrong, what I shouldn't have said, right? right? And that doesn't breed confidence and feel-good feelings. That breeds, I'm a failure. Three minutes stations, three minutes to your next Fox News 3030. That breeds... um, not only a lack of confidence, but then the the horrible lies that we tell ourselves that come from that, that nobody cares about me, I'm right. not good enough, I'm unworthy. And so I do believe that anxiety and depression are unfortunate best friends. We Last week we talked about the worst case scenario, right? You start worrying about something, get depressed about it, and then you're, always, you're thinking of the worst thing that could possibly happen. Chicken little syndrome. So, you know, so it's like, well, okay, so what got thrust into the, to the news this week, right, was Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. And mental health then all of a sudden over the last several days has just consumed social media and the news. And really looking at, you know, looking at that, like if you're, if you've got anxiety and depression, you're thinking, what's the worst that can happen, which limits then what your future can hold. Right. What do you feel about all that? 
So back in the early nine, like eight eighties, early nineties, there was an ACE study called Adverse Childhood Experiences Study, and what they were doing was studying the comorbidity between physical health issues that are related to mental health issues if they remain undiagnosed and untreated. And what we're finding is is that anxiety and depression isn't just a today issue. Decades of research has shown that with these things come heart disease, like. 1200 more percent increased rate for suicidality Hmm. um so it's breathing issues it's heart issues it's diabetes it's all sorts of things that come into the health part of our bodies if our mental health is not online right the the body keeps the score right absolutely so uh, josh was talking there i don't know if the mic's on for josh poor poor guy he's over there (laughs) he's trying so hard (laughs) he is we've got We've got the radio boogeyman, you know, in 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 hanging out here with us today. So, <laughs> so, um, well, let's talk about then with depression. What are some of the symptoms then? What's the difference between anxiety and depression, and what are the symptoms? So, anxiety I look at in a, a in in a context is where we get kind of keyed up. Right, we get energy from anxiety, and so we can do things like stress clean, and we can go and do a lot of things because it gives us a nervous anxiety and it gives us a nervous energy that we need to get out of our bodies. Depression is the exact opposite. So it doesn't key us up. It kind of keys us down. We're going to lay in bed. We're not going to take as good care of ourselves. We're going to sleep more. We're probably going to maybe even let go of what we call our activities of daily living, our brushing our teeth, our showering, those sorts of things. Um, You can also have like anger, Definitely the negative outlook, the hopelessness and helplessness, like a part of your story of why is this happening to me? Right. And is there a difference between adults and children? I mean, do you see a difference in the way that children, um, you know, have the effects of depression versus adults? Sometimes for actually the younger the child, it actually comes out more like anger. So the temper outburst, the irritability anger most all day every day so this isn't like little johnny had a problem one friday one week one time this is all the time just temperamental and and not able to be consolable not enjoying regular day-to-day activities or things that used to and used to um spike their energy and and activity so um it's that significant change from normal functioning Mm -hmm. We're going to uh, take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some practical tips that can help us not only identify it in ourselves, but also in those around us, both in adults and youth, and um, and talk about some more things in regards to relationship with our kiddos. It is 1131. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Again, we're talking with Karina Mayer, licensed health counselor. If you want to join the conversation, you can call in the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402 If you have a question for Karina, we'd love for you to do that. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. It's 1135. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you again for joining us for One Shot, One Life. If you want to join the conversation uh, or if you've got a question, you can text or call 
the Richstein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400, and uh, we'll get that to Karina. And again, if we choose you to be on there, you'll get a free autographed copy of the book. Now, we've been talking with Karina Mayer, uh, licensed independent mental health counselor, about how to identify and successfully address anxiety and depression in our lives. So we identified the issues and some of the symptoms that can come, how anxiety and depression are related. Uh, what we want to do now, uh, Karina, is have you share with us some practical tips that you can give us to effectively deal with anxiety and depression. So I am a huge proponent of using the body to help calm ourselves, um, which means that I'm not going to give you any tips today that require you to go to the store and buy things. <laughs> um, there, we have a lot of a lot of very useful things at home in our position already, and we always have our bodies with us. And so it doesn't have to be anything complicated or fancy to get ourselves to regulate. So the first one is going to be able to recognize, like I was saying a few minutes ago, anxiety activates us and depression deactivates us. And so if I'm anxious, I don't want to get the heart pumping. It already is. Mm. I want to actually start to regulate that by bringing the heart rate down. And so that can be done by stretching and yoga sort of things, um, deep breathing exercises, practicing mindfulness. Like don't just sit and stare out a window and not pay attention, but pay attention to the rustling of the leaves. Watch those squirrels playing in the trees and really experience all of the different textures and, and things that you see out in the world. That's that's a grounding technique of paying attention and watching your surroundings. Conversely, if you are already in a depressed state, I don't want to like lower your heart rate. I want to get it up and I want to get it pumping. And so that's hmm. going to be things like going for a walk, get up and clean that kitchen that you've been ignoring for the past three days. Um, play with your kids, do something that's going to activate those senses and get the body pumping better than it already is because that depression's already got it so leveled out. We found out that uh, in the work that I've done over the last several years, when people are worrying about things, a lot of times it's about things that they can actually do something about, right? They can actually have an impact on, um, which is getting up and being active and, and starting the process of identifying the issue and taking action. Uh, I was talking to a client of mine earlier this week. He was talking about some breathing exercises that he does um, uh, in regards to, well, he was actually, he, he actually said that he went in for a physical and his, his blood pressure was high. So they sent him to a doctor to get checked out. The doctor came in and said, listen, I want you to do this breathing exercise. It was like eight and one or eight and two, something like that, where he breathed in for eight and out for two or something like that. And, uh, the doctor let him alone for five minutes in the room, came back and his blood pressure had dropped to the normal range. Mm -hmm. So what is like, do you have any specific breathing techniques? That you recommend? Right. So one of the things that we traditionally do, um, any human being that gets scared or panicky, what do you do? You get into a panic state and you <gasps> right. You hold yeah. your breath, right? And so our breathing is incredibly important when it comes to body regulation. So like if my wife sees a snake. <gasps> and me. And or you. a spider. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we, we tend to hold our breath. And so we want to make sure that our breaths are long and deep. We do a lot of like chest breathing and that is anxiety breathing that is limited breathing and so we want to really make sure we when we work with kids we call it belly breaths i want to see your belly button come up and i mm. want to see your belly button come down so one of the ways that you can kind of test that is if you lay on your back and you put something like a deck of cards or something as simple as your hand i want your hand to come up with every breath and completely come down and deflate with every exhale because that way you're moving that oxygen, you're moving that airflow through your lungs. And if you, if you do that, it automatically activates the nervous system to calm. And if you have a calm body, 
everything else tends to follow. Mm-hmm. Now, being in the counseling field, obviously, I, I think expressing yourself as well and talking about is important. Yes. Why don't you talk about um, counseling, counseling techniques, maybe the, even that you were telling us before the show, the differences between the types of counselors as well and how that fits into you know providing great, uh, great tips and counseling to help people deal with anxiety and depression. Well, first, I just like to you know promote out there that mental health is just as important as physical health you go to the dentist for your teeth you go to the eye doctor to be able to see better mental health is really no different and it's not something to be ashamed of and so there's a lot of different provider types that are out there we have licensed marriage and family therapists that are going to be more skilled in helping with families and couples counseling and those sorts of things we have licensed social workers that are really great in being able to help um look at the social needs of your family not just mental health but housing and all sorts of different other community resources that you can get tied into but licensed social workers also are really great therapists Mm. so we have social workers marriage and family for group counseling type things and then we have our mental health counselors um licensed independent like myself which means i can treat and diagnose all of the anxiety and depressive disorders all the way up to the more persistent and higher needs like schizophrenia but you have the uh lower step down the the licensed mental health counselors that can are very much a part of our career and very integral into helping us support those ones that aren't on those higher extremes with the schizophrenia and things like that that are very much out there helping us support the needs of the community so we have a ton of providers and a ton of licensed different options out there the importance is that you go out there and find it search for the therapist that meets your needs and that you mesh with find the one that's going to help you move towards your goals and you can find your success and we you know we talked about earlier too that if you get into such a de- depressed state, it also can lead to thoughts of suicide, thoughts Absolutely. of harming yourself. So we want to mention that there is a National uh, Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That number is 800-273-8255. It actually next year is going to be changed to a three-digit number of 988. And our guest last week is the one actually who helped uh, get that implemented, which yes. is really cool, Christine so Christie. So uh, we just wanted to highlight that uh, as well. Are there any other uh, tips that you can provide for us, maybe specifically in regards to kiddos? Yeah, so kiddos, our vehicle with kiddos is play because now they're not going to sit down and just always have the opportunity to tell you this is how I feel or this is what's going on. And so get into their world and play with them. Show them that connection and show them that they matter, and you can help them talk about it, experience it, but find those ways to get their body to calm. If they like to take baths, give them a longer bath, give them more baths. If they like to get in the mud, get them in the mud. Mm -hmm. Things that are going to generally help them calm their bodies by connecting to their own bodies and connecting with you. Now, I've seen over the last 18 months, um, the pandemic has tremendously impacted our kids from one to two to three-year-old grade schoolers, middle schoolers, high schoolers, those in college in, in their early 20s. Uh, in working with parents, I found that many parents have questions about how to best help their kids, right, uh, as they're learning to navigate through this whole new time themselves with the culture and all the stress that's around us, uh, all trying to deal with it uh, all together and trying to figure out and, and feeling like you have to have all the answers, right? Right. So um, what are what's the best place to start in developing a successful and productive relationship with our kids as we look at mental health? Well, first, I'm going to like all you parents out there, I'm going to fire you from the idea that you have to have all of the answers right here, right now, that you have to have it all figured out, that you have to um, do everything the right way the first time, that you, you're the one that it has to have all of your poop in a group because right. that's not life. That is not how it works. So 
it's okay to not have the answers. And it's okay to tell your kids, I'm going to have to get back to you on that mm-hmm. one. Or I'm too angry to deal with this with you right now. I need a timeout. Like we give five-year-olds timeouts all the time. And I think grownups deserve it more. <laughs> yes, you do. Right? So um, take the moment to gather yourself. Take a moment to to figure out what it is that you're tr- the end goal. And don't struggle in the moment and make things harder for you and your kid because you don't know what to do or you yourself are dysregulated. We cannot regulate our children if we are not regulated Mm. ourselves. They're going to pick up on our nervousness. They're going to pick up on our agitation. And so we can't expect our four-year-old to be more regulated than we are ourselves. You know, uh, a lot of parents will um, maybe in the timeout send their kids to watch TV or allow them to get on social media. And you were sharing with us earlier the impact that social media and television has on our kids well, actually, all human beings. Use. Yeah. Talk to us about the electronic impact and how devastating that can be. So I worked with a pediatric sleep specialist several years ago when I was living in Montana. And what we learned was, and gosh, this would have been 2013, 14. So it's been like we need some updated research for me. But um, back then, what we had learned was for every 15 minutes of electronic stimulation that a growing, developing mind is exposed to, takes an hour for that brain to process that information out. So, okay, stop right there, because I had to ask you this. So so what you're saying is for every 15 minutes they're on social media, or they're watching TV, or they're playing video games, it takes kind of like like an hour to come down. Is it takes their saying? brain an hour to stop processing that. That's takes, crazy. Like, we put things into our computer processors, right, and we hit save. Like, there's systems that happen behind the scenes, and our brain continues to chew on things long after we've moved on from them. So for a growing, developing brain, it takes an hour for every 15 minutes of, of stimulation that it gets, whether it be a television, a phone, a tablet. And we've seen that um, problem become exacerbated when we had this advent of needing to have kids at home and learning online. Mm. How has that impacted them? Well, when we speed up the brain... so. We, what we've learned is that the pediatric brain will light up the same pleasure centers that cocaine use does in adults. So we've put these kids in front of these tablets, in front of these screens, and told them sit there for X number of hours mm-hmm. a day, giving them all of this stimulation to the brain like cocaine does. And then we've said, sit still, pay right, attention, right. don't get up, <laughs> get this work done on your own accord. And let's face it, as grown-ups. We became parents because we wanted to have kids. We didn't become parents because we wanted to always be teachers or we right. understood how to go through the curriculum and give our kids the, the needed uh, resources and, and ability to promote their academics. And so we were struggling on both ends and it just wasn't good all the way around. So, yeah, so you go from all the stimulation and we, you were showing me some videos of all the different, um, this one cartoon of all the different uh, activities and mm-hmm. transitions that were happening in that 30 second clip, which we couldn't count the right. number of transitions and lights and flashes and all that kind of stuff. So we send them from that then to spend an hour or two or three to watch their teacher. A talking head. <laughs> on their computer. Talking about <laughs> equations with Nothing exciting. There's no movement in the foreground. There's no movement in the background. There's no lights flashing. It's not feeding the brain, and it's not running as fast as what we just fed them with these new, exciting cartoons. So when we say come down an hour, that means getting, I would assume, getting away from all forms of electronics. Yes, turn it off. Yes, so reading a book, getting outside and playing in nature, 
riding a bike, anything that's going to use the body that is going to get us backgrounded to the things that matter to us. Electronics don't matter to our brain and to our body, but like getting outside and playing and learning things and building things, those things matter to our brains and our body. So before I ask you my final question that I ask our guests that come on, is there anything else you want to share before we move on to our final question? The thing for me is just get out there and talk about it. Don't Mm -hmm. suffer in silence. Anxiety and depression are really great ways to put us on an island and make us feel like we're the only ones that feel this way and nobody else cares. And uh, one of my favorite mentors in the trauma field says that the greatest sources of our suffering come from the lies that we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. and anxiety and depression are based off of lies. So talk about it. Super important. Well, here's the final question. We call it the multiplier. This is wisdom you're going to share with our listeners. Uh, If you knew then what you know now, what is one thing you wish you would have known earlier in life that would have had and made greater impact on you and those around you? Uh, one, that I don't know all of the answers, and two, because I'm not supposed to. Hmm. Like, I don't have to know all the answers. Right. Just like we were talking about with parents. Right. We don't have to know all the answers. Yeah. And it's good to have some people to lean back on, like yourself, to be able to talk to and share and learn so that we can navigate through life successfully. Well, and get those reminders. I'm going to be the first to tell you, like, you don't have it all figured out, Doug, and that's okay. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm all right. So, all right, Karina, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been great. Uh, you provided some great information. Look forward to having you back on the show, hopefully. Someday. Absolutely. All right. It is 1148. We've been talking with licensed independent mental health counselor, Karina Mayer. Uh, we'll be back to wrap up the show next with my proven plan to help you identify key priorities that will help you win and succeed at anything in life. And it's the first principle of the ultimate success formula, a principle that's been taught to thousands of people around the country with great success. You are listening to One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thanks so much for joining us today on the show. It's 1152. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. I'm going to bring Karina back on for just a second. We were just talking about, man, that's a lot of information. And how do you retain that? And how do you go out there and get more information as well? One of the things you can do is go to our podcast. It's always recorded and it'll be on social media as well. So you can share uh, and go back and listen to the show, which will be absolutely great and phenomenal for you to share with other people. But Karina, why don't you share with us how people can get in contact with you? But you also share with me right before we jumped on about another resource that could be really helpful. Yes, um, there's a Psychology Today website that you can go and you can search for all sorts of providers with mental health. That's um, psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists of all levels, social workers. And what it does is it can bring up um, a page that will tell you about the therapist, what kind of insurance they accept. Some of them have gotten really fancy and have videos out there to kind of introduce themselves but it'll give you a little bit of a, a breakdown of the therapist so you can get a feel for what they specialize in and whether or not they're your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go and you can search by name. You can search by zip code. You can search by city. You can search by all sorts of things to find a specific person or people in your area to help. And how can people get in contact with you if they want to? I have a website with all of my contact information. You can email. You can go through the website. It's Unity. Youth and Family Services, Unity, Y, F, as in Frank, S, as in Sam, dot com. 
Awesome. Again, thank you so much for being here. Really that was appreciate great. It. Thank you. It was awesome. It was really good. So, uh, again, Karina Mayer coming in and sharing with us some great information regarding identifying uh, anxiety and depression issues and how to deal with them effectively. All, you know, from from youth all the way up through, you know, from I would say from one to 101. Uh, next week, you want to mark your calendars for a great show. We're going to have Adrian Almeida come in. He's a junior at the University of Nebraska Kearney. He's got an incredible story. It's literally like a movie. Uh, he fled Cuba when he was 15 years old with his mom, and they spent 22 days um, trying to get to America, nine different countries before they got here on foot, bike, motorcycle, boat, uh, you name it. It almost seems like he uh, experienced it during that trip. Uh, he recently received his U.S. citizenship, and we're going to have him on the show next week to talk about his story, uh, how uh, how harrowing it was, uh, but also the reason why he wanted to come to America. And he's also going to share with us kind of what is going on right now with the suppression and the riots that we're seeing in Cuba. So it's going to be a show that you're not going to want to miss out on. And if you have an amazing life story to tell us, uh, or you know somebody who does, you can get in contact with us by simply emailing me at Doug at KLAN.com. Doug at KLIN.com. Well, at the beginning, I shared with you that I was going to give you some specific steps to identify uh, priorities in your life. And so we're going to take just a couple of minutes to do that. Uh, I, you know, in my book, I share with you the ultimate success formula. They are po- five powerful principles to help you win at anything in life. The first principle is setting clear priorities. Now, there's a difference between a goal and a priority. To me, um, goals a lot of times are like New Year's resolutions. We put them out there, and then a lot of times, you know, a week or two down the road, we kind of forget about them and don't even realize we even set that goal to begin with. But a priority is defined as something that is vital to achieve or else it's going to negatively impact your life. So we talk about, uh, you know, setting clear priorities in your life. Now, there are three different ways you can find this as you look at yourself. Uh, we always ask people, what, do you, what are you worrying about right now? Because when you're worrying about something, usually it leads back to it's a priority that you need to uh, start pursuing. So we've got needs, shoulds, and wants that we talk about. Needs are things that you need to take care of or, you know, you're going to be negatively impacted immediately. Shoulds are things you always tell, I should, really should do this. And I say, don't shit on yourself. All right. So things that you say to yourself, I should get this done because, you know, if you don't do it now, it's going to negatively impact you in the future. Then there are wants. Now, this is where people feel guilty sometimes, that they want to achieve certain things in their life. And the truth is, um, you should be achieving these things. I believe there there are things placed in your heart that you want to achieve. So let's talk about some questions that you can identify. Um, And what we do is we have people get sheets. We've got worksheets on our website as well. Um, In each area of the money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. And you're going to write down an exhaustive list of things that you'd like to achieve. Uh, in the areas of needs, here are some simple questions you can ask to identify. What do I worry about that I can control? And you write that down. What is a pressing issue in my life that will hurt me and those around me if I don't take care of it right away? And is there anything that I'm holding back on from doing that I should? Now, leading into shoulds, as you have that list, here are some questions you can ask to identify uh, some shoulds. When you say to yourself, I really should, write that one down. That's probably a good priority to look at. Uh, Looking at the next 5, 10, or 15 years of things that you'd like to achieve, write those things down. And if you were to die tomorrow, what are the most important things that you should take care of today? And then the final one is your hopes and dreams. You know, if I could do anything in the world and money and time were not an issue, what would I do? What did I used to dream about doing since uh, that I've since forgotten or initially buried deep down inside? Uh, What did I dream about doing or becoming when I was a kid and still think about today? 
and what dream has God put on my heart? These are some things that you can write down. I always tell people write an exhaustive list, keep that list, and then narrow those down to three things at a time that you can work on. And as you start achieving those, you can start checking those off and going to the next list on your priorities. Uh, it's something that's extremely vital. I've found that it's helped a lot of people, both successful people and those looking to achieve success in their life. And if you want to dig to, uh, into it more, and that process more, all you have to do is grab a copy of my best-selling book, One Shot, One Life. Well, I want to leave you with a quote for today. Uh, Blaise Pascal lived in the 1600s. He was a mathematician and uh, uh, physicist and inventor. He says this, All of li a human's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Take some time, um, you know, detach from everything that's going on and think about your life and what you'd like to achieve. Well, thanks again to our guests, Karina Mayer, and our producers, Josh, Kinney, and John. We'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m. Until then, take full advantage of your amazing one life and make every single day count. Thank you for listening to the One Shot, One Life show. Visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now, OneShotOneLife.com. And listen every Saturday morning at 11, right here on 1499.3 KLIN. One life.